Let's just say they are drizzled with something, oh. and it isn't Jews. Oh, what am I talking about? Oh. Am I possibly being racist? No, I'm not. Let's allow Grant Spatchcock to explain. G'day. My name is Grant Spatchcock. And I reckon if you come here and want a poster shop, and get some poster, it's not your normal poster. It's like, you know, gourmet poster, like, you know, shots and shit on it. Kids love nightclubs full of strippers in Vegas. 
That's what I know. If I ever had kids, that's where we'd be. <laughs> Alright, have you got an exclusive? No, Nikki, we wouldn't. Don't look at me like that. Yeah. Kids would be outside yeah. in the Winnebago watching Blue's Clues. Yeah. Responsible parents would do. Have we got an exclusive interview? No, Tony. What have we got here? No, no. Um, we've got a new... Oh, I should have thought of this. The traditional beginning. Chris and I have come up with... No, don't back out of it now, my husband. You're in this up to your neck. This is some friends of ours at African Love Tour. We hear that people... There's a lot of bad press going around. This gentleman went to Africa. Africa. In search of love, there's Gregor. Oh, yeah. And uh, some very nasty things happened to him. Sure, that's right. right. So it's getting uh, a lot of bad press. Mm-hmm. However, oh, you're saying that maybe there's more to it than I this. think that there's more to it. There's two sides to every story. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which country was it in again? Malawi. Malawi in the continental Africa. That's one of the key words. That not need to happen, I hope. No, that was just Richard improvising. Thank you. All right, Richard. Is this going to be one of these things where the explanation and setup takes longer than the event itself? No, this is one of those things where you prodding us and making fun of us before we start making us nervous takes longer than the actual segment itself. What exactly do you need here? All right, Rich, we need some classy music as we now um, take a given what have you got? A classy bed. I'm saying nothing. of an ending with well, here at African Love Tours we've got just what you need to start long walks on the beach in late morning with the woman of your dreams simply send all your money to our love messages here in the morning and you're halfway there jump on the short 27 hour plane ride to our country and country and all of our love will beat you rob you and leave you in a room blindfolded don't believe me listen to this testimony from a satisfied customer. Hello, I'm Richard Rosland. I had trouble getting girls in Australia to give it a tiger fight to you, so I thought African love to it. They were fine, awesome, and surely they have people of joy just the way I like it. I'm going to be happier when the doctor says to my face to be out of the car and even fix the headway. So thanks, African love to it. I can't be Pencil removed from inside her head. A pencil? 
after it being lodged in there for 50 years. How long was this pencil? Doesn't say. I mean, normal pencil, to be even wider than a head, I would have thought. No, no, like downwards. Oh, downwards. Yeah, downwards. I still notice it lodged there for <laughs> somehow. Okay, you put a something in there. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we, they dragged it out with a Navara, apparently. Oh, allegedly. Here we go. Really? And uh, I think we've got some audio. Yeah, we haven't actually prepared anything here. Yeah. Yeah. Said, Land, away you go. Going to put it together on the run from available elements. <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario Brothers theme. Batman went to get her and she was like, whatever, Batman, good try, brother. And then she recruited Catwoman. This 
the weird thing was, Gotham City Penitentiary, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a yard full of men who have been in there for years. Yeah. Now, we know we can get a bit cabin feverish in there, Rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know as well as I do yeah. that men turn to each other in these times. Sure. sure. And in the middle of this, hang on, and in the middle of this <laughs> is Catwoman looking hot. It's <laughs> <laughs> really poor decision by the, the warden to leave her in there. And in the exercise yard, yeah. it's just all costume supervillains and slightly raid round the edges costume. That's exactly what it was. Just riddling each other and <laughs> sort of saying, that's a very spectacular hat. Kind of gas each other. Mr. Milliner. Well, who was the hat one? The Milner. The Milner. There wasn't the Milliner. That yeah. wouldn't have been a bad guy. Who was the one who was obsessed with? Bookworm. No, not the Bookworm. The Mad Hatter? The Mad Hatter. Uh, it's not yeah. the Milliner. <laughs> I'm the Milliner. Nobody knows who you're talking about. You work in a mill? It's confusing. <laughs> all right, Mad Hatter then. Uh, I'm back. I love the idea that they're all in prison still in the costume. Oh, yeah. They are. I'm telling you, I saw them there. Right. Together. The thumbs up to Mark Parker's daughter. She's hot. She's yeah. legs. Oh, Even no. by today's standards. Yes. <laughs> Even by today's. Even by today's standards. By today's standards. Today's pneumatically. No, because you know, like looking airbrush standards. You know when you look back at, like, plastic beauties, you're like, ooh. Like the Catwoman. She didn't have any help from the airbrushes at zoo. She, was she had to fend for herself. <laughs> well, have you know? She was hot. But when they say, who's that one in All About Eve? Betty Davis? Yeah, nobody ever said that Betty Davis was hot. I don't think. Oh, you're pointing at Nikki, our producer. Jean Harlow, perhaps, is a good example. Yeah, yeah. Catherine Hepburn, perhaps never hot. Yeah, not really hot. Nobody never said hot. that. Jean Tierney, very hot. Not hot. Lawrence Tierney, not so hot. Yeah. So who's the one to catch a thief? Uh, Grace Kelly. No. It's a bit too glacial. No, no. Glacial. Stunning. Glacial. Distant. Yeah. Moody. Yeah. <laughs> Went off a cliff eventually. <laughs> All right. Now we've lost everybody. Please, can we get back onto safe ground? <laughs> and that safe ground is puppetry of the penis. Next, don't get this. It's a pretty woman experiment. <laughs> Around the nation on Triple M and everywhere except Adelaide. Uh, great guest in the next hour, Andrew Mercado, yeah. Mystic TV. He knows everything about TV. We're going to fire some questions at him and find out why certain shows aren't on DVD yet. Tomorrow, Tom Gleisner. Thursday, Lockie Hume. Lots of libel and name dropping (laughs) on Thursday. And then on Friday, real treat, Alan Ruck is here. The Alan Ruck. Who? People are saying who? No. Please, the best friend from... Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's it. And then they're one of the lead characters in an excellent sitcom, Spin City. Yes. Okay, all right. That's all coming up later in the week. Now, just for Adelaide only, so they can cut that bit out. I'll just start again. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Triple M. Let's get this around the nation. <laughs> Don't forget our podcast. What are we up to? 115 is up there now. But who's in it? Robin Butler, a bit of wood. You're uh, Tony Wilson. All good. What do you hate that everyone likes? People want Dutch. John Howard gets desperate. It's all in there. It's all free fun. Right. But, um, now, what were you saying up there? Yeah, this is the real crux of the matter. No, I was just saying we we're talking about uh, Legs Parker, the daughter of Martha Parker in the Batman television series. And that's why we're so popular. Yeah. A beautiful one. Oh. And, um, Fisher Sterling, I believe, is the name. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I just that up. <laughs> you look that up. <laughs> and what were you saying? I was just remarking that, um, a beautiful woman, and a beautiful woman is even more beautiful if she's driving a classic car. <laughs> For instance, last night I pulled up the lights. Lovely looking lady in a valiant charger. Oh, oh wow. I'm partial to a charger. I'm seeing a calendar. Yes, the chicks of Richard Mars, <laughs> man. HR <laughs> Holdens, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, FJs. MJs. But I think maybe it's already been done. Beautiful women in old cars. I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, 87 preludes. <laughs> 87 preludes. You had a signature. Um, Cricket bat and a huge keg of beer. You've there got you go. for everyone there. Absolutely right. But you know, I just said, Richard, what kind yeah. of talk is that? Yeah. I mean, I know this, is a, this is a family program. Yeah. People huddling around the wireless with their kitties. They yeah. don't learn something about the world. You know what we're going to have to do with you, Richard? Well, chemical romance teenagers here at Get This on Triple M, where it's time to climb. Talk back mountain. Thank you very much, John Flansberger, for suggesting <laughs> the yes version of Talk Back Mountain. We don't often that's his real name. We don't often have guests up the mountain, but we've got one today. Some applause, please, for Justin Moore. <laughs> 
It's great to actually be able to finally use the line, I didn't recognise you with your clothes on. <laughs> but, you know, there you are caped up. What is the latest project you're working on down at Penis Corp? Down at Penis Corp, Penis Corp we've got uh, publishers of Penis Private Party. Uh-huh. Yes, we've taken it from the stage. Yeah. The, uh, from the international stage. From the ballroom to the lounge room. From Jay Leno, that's where... I don't know if you were on Jay Leno. No, I'm Simon and Friendly were on Jay Leno. They were right. guests on the show. Now, you yourself, uh, would it be fair to say that you're kind of like the Sid Barrett of the outfit, the man who was there at the beginning and then kind of disappeared, gone mad for a few years? Yeah, that's right. That's now, right. back at the forefront, reclaiming his position on the throne? That's right, yeah. I'm taking it back to the people. We've moved it uh, from the stage show into a private business where we do hen's nights and birthdays. Christine from it's well, That's nice. Now, I, I think we don't need to explain. I think people know by now mm. what puppetry of the penis involves, and if you don't know, you can probably guess. Mm. Uh, is there anywhere, you know, that, that stumped the team? I mean, there's been some amazing, I guess, installations is the word, over the years. Yes. Has there been ever a trick that someone suggested where it's not, sorry, too hard? Oh, there's been a, yeah, there is, yeah. The, um, the opera house is a bit tough. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and you need a third hand for that, and it's not really, you know, it's going to be a two-handed, two-handed trick. Fair enough. It says here that there's questionnaire for time after the private show. <laughs> now, what do people want to know? <laughs> oh, the girls. As soon as you finish the show, you go, right, right, he's got some questions. <laughs> and they sit there like they're at school with their hands up in the air. And yeah, they all like, they want to ask, you know, does it hurt? Yeah, um, I've got a question. Are you all right? <laughs> <laughs> Will that go back to a normal shape at some point? <laughs> That's exactly what they are. <laughs> It looks like an earth, but it doesn't hurt. Uh, because I went to Usher. I told you this before, yeah. Justin. I, I ushered for the show in Sydney uh, about three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen a crowd more like wide-eyed when they came out. They were just looking for anything that they could try and manipulate themselves. <laughs> and it was just hordes of women attacking us at the bar going, what can you do? What can you do? Yeah. It was, uh, thank you very much. I have quite felt up. So many ideas I've suggested for the act over the year have been rejected. The revolving restaurant was considered too <laughs> difficult to attend. The club lock wasn't popular. <laughs> I had the idea for uh, silly ghoulies. You know, like with the silly party with the comics where you lift it Oh, very nice. <laughs> Idea of stop miming it. Just, mm-hmm. I will stop miming the silly scrotum. How's tapestry of the scrotum coming along? Your show, Mr. Mark. Fantastic. I'm still working on the slow moving mask, is it? Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. There's yeah. a few flat bag uh, sort of tricks in the mix, isn't there? There is. Puppetry night. I came up with a couple of new ones last uh, year, actually. Really? One for the spring carnival. Yeah. It's yeah. called the Cox Plate. There you go. <laughs> Very simple. Grab yourself a plate or a saucer. <laughs> Your very own cox place. You know, Justin, everyone who comes on this show, no matter who they are or what they do, has their old movie credits dragged out before a national audience. Am I right in saying you were a child actor at one point? That's right, I was. Am I right in saying that you appeared in the extremely obscure Australian film, The Price of Life? Yeah. Made by the same guy who made Pacific Banana. (laughs) And it was Robin Nidwell from Doctor in Charge on the telly. Came out to Australia, played a man who has a vasectomy. Mm -hmm. Doesn't work. Oh, man. Eats the women pregnant. Hilarity ensues. Were you in that? I was. I had the job of tipping a can of Coke over his his foot in the hospital. Wow. How old were you then? Um... That's seven or eight years old, I think. And no one would have imagined that years from now, there you were, taped up and tackled out before an international <laughs> audience. <laughs> but it, but it, you're on the hunt, Justin. Yeah, you're, you're on the hunt for new, uh, new recruits. We are. We're, we really do need some new, some new puppeteers for the business. We need guys with auditions tomorrow night. We need your guys to audition. For a private party. Yeah. This is in Melbourne, these auditions. It is indeed, yep. Now, a lot of people think, you know, oh, that sounds hilarious, I could do that, you know, it'd be a laugh. But it's not, you know, it's, it's theatrical discipline, is what it is. It is, it's serious business. Yeah, you've got to be able to perform, you've got to perform the effects, but also have a nice personality to go with. Yeah, that's right, to take the edge off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hang on, okay, so where, if people seriously want to audition for this show, how can they do that? Where do they go? The auditions are tomorrow night in Melbourne at the Southern Cross Hotel, which is the corner of Market and Cecil Street in South yeah. Melbourne, yep. at 7 p.m. Hmm. Um, also, you can go to our website, which is puppetryprivateparties.com.au. We are looking for new boys, but we will also be auditioning in Brisbane, you know, I was just about to say, what if I'm in uh, Sydney or Adelaide at the moment and I really want to audition? May I send a tape? 
Yes, well, but I prefer not to spend tapes of people. <laughs> sure. Private parts at the stage. Yeah, you've seen enough. Warwick Capra out. Fair enough. Guys do an audition, they can uh, send me an email info at publicaryprivateparties.com. Do you yeah. feel any competition from the emerging master in this area, Warwick Capra, with his porno tape and his three grand private stripping? I'm just waiting for Warwick to sort of ask if he can uh, come and join the troupe at some point. Well, he has been a, a metre. Centimeter made or something. Running for mayor now, Gold Coast. Oh, this could really help. <laughs> okay, now what are we looking for here at Talkback Mountain? Amazing I think skills. Let's put the penis aside for one moment, if we must. And just talk amazing skills in general. Mm. I mean, we've canvassed all our amazing skills, I think. Yeah. And yeah. here I can do a pretty good version of the Superman S. They got me through school. I managed to avoid a few beatings with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can do the crazy eyes. The guy from the car city ad. Here we go. Makes good radio. Good, that looks good. It's quite painful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Markham, still. I can uh, wag my ears without touching them. Let's see that. Oh, wow. That's true, Ken. But, ooh. Um, but also, that moves your scarf up and down. Also, I can make it from one side of the room to the other. In particular, this office, mm-hmm. without actually touching the carpet, like leaping from, um, that's right, leaping from skirting board to skirting board. Oh, I've done a couple of midoors here. He's an indoor Spider-Man. Fantastic! <laughs> <laughs> We've got to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. YouTube, YouTube. Yeah. material, Mr. Cavalier. Uh, I've got the ability to uh, watch YouTube. <laughs> At any time of day and night, our producer Nikki has the ability to grow a small person inside her body yeah. for nine months. Yeah. It's a long trick. Yeah. A long time to wait for the payoff. She's well, doing it. Well worth it. Though. Going through with it. Okay, do you want to stick around, Justin? I'd love to stick around. And meet our talented listeners with their amazing skills. Call now one triple three five three. Where Justin Morley from Puppetry of the Penis is with us to meet some of our talented listeners. Yeah, that's right. Many of them with pants on. Who have we got here? Hi, John. G'day, fellas. How you going? Not so bad. What's your amazing skill? Um, I have the power to impart superpowers. <laughs> Now, we'd love to hear that. 
Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get back to Justin. Yeah, okay. Thanks to everyone who called. We're running low on albums. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and we do have a lot to get to. Justin, we're talking television in the next hour with Andrew Mercado, who knows everything about everything. Right, right. But does he know that you were who on Neighbours? On the Phantom Kisser. Ooh. What period are we talking? 1990. So who was it there? Who was the, you know, the top of the pile and then that area? I had to do a kiss with Melissa. I was on the school kid with Josh and Todd. And Melissa and Cody, and I came on as a bit of a sleazy school kid, whatever. And uh, the girls in the dark room developing a film, and uh, Cody there. Melissa said, Josh, that's you come in, but don't turn the light. Oh, yeah. So I've gone in and started nuzzling in a little cash. And he said, Josh, that's not you. So I've gone running out there for the next couple of weeks to trying to find out who the Phantom Kisser was. And then, wasn't there a scene where someone turned the light on and you were also doing the hamburger down there? <laughs> 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 Like I say, Andrew Mercado's here to talk TV. And we're going to take you into the time tunnel Brilliant. and go back to the day when the nation was in fear of East Street's Mr. Bad. Mm. Remember that? You will. I mean, it's totally unnecessary. <laughs> Yeah, one of those. Uh, yeah. 
and uh, he started walking, and then he put on a leather jacket and sort of went into a rock and roll band like everyone else in the show. Right. Absolutely right. And Tony Perrin was in there, was she not? Yes. Tony Perrin played a character called Tony. Now, there's Tony. Oh, Tony as Tony. Yes. He was in, the, what was it, The Liquidators? That's exactly the name of her Kind of a, a new romantic synth pop outfit from memory. Yeah, look, she was leading the band for a while, then she has a bit of a tantrum, she leaves the band, and then we move into the Melissa Couch era. Melissa Couch Wow. Is that near the Pippa Grandison era? Pippa Grandison comes after me. You're a bit early, Richard. I love Pippa Grandison. We was the centre of the action, you know, the Lassiters, the bunnies of East Street. Patchett's Pub. That's right. Run by Ernie Patchett, and then when he'd go away to make a movie, they'd bring in Joan Sydney at this cousin oh, oh, like wow. Brook. going back. And Mr. Bear, so he was a, like a serial killer or was he a... He was like um, the bloke on Twin Peaks, Bob, really, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, he had an alternate personality. He started off as a friendly karate teacher, teaching kids. Yeah. Right. right. And then all of a sudden, Kate Raison starts having uh, nightmares about a childhood birthday party <laughs> she attended. And then suddenly the karate teacher is painting his face silver and black. And there's a serial killer called Mr. Bag, and, and he starts stalking them all and kills many of yeah, them. How, how many does he get? Because I remember him getting about four or five. That's, that's about the number, yeah. That's quite a lot for a, for a soap. I mean, Greg Fleet only got rid of Daphne before they got rid of him. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> It was a lot for 7.30 at night, put it that way. Absolutely. Really, really pushed the boundaries for a 7.30 time slot. Now, what I love is you've got this five-disc set. Yep. Five-disc set, the best of Mr. Bad. Volume one. Mr. Bad Brain goes on and on. 21 hour chronological episodes. I only get us halfway through the killing. And yet, volume two will take us up to his first demise. But let's not forget that Mr. Bad then comes back. If it sells well, we do volume three. He then comes back in the hospital and he wears a sort of a stick on his head that just shows one eye because it's a different actor. The actor doesn't actually speak English, but then it's not important. Mr. Bad's mute. Right. His second incarnation. And nobody thinks that the man with the bag on his head with one eye in a hospital might be up for something. Uh-huh. But assume because he seems a little bit comatose that he won't come back from the dead. But of course, we know that all serial killers like Jason in Friday the 13th yeah. and, and all these people always come back to kill again. Yeah, it was uh, Vince Martin, who uh, New Zealand is certainly familiar with, and I think he was in um, the Bow Repairs ads for many years. And Bit of blue overalls, I do remember. Yeah, what do you say? He wasn't willing to come back. No, he'd, he'd had enough. <laughs> I think uh, schoolgirls screaming at it on the street, going, "It's Mr. Bad," and probably screaming in horror. <laughs> yeah. I would add there. There were a lot of school children yeah. quite traumatised by Mr. Bad in the day. Yeah. We can go about it now, but. There were young children watching history thinking it was this happy show with yeah. the book Mikey Anderson mm-hmm. um, in her overalls, and then suddenly there's a serial killer giving them nightmares. You don't want to have that name hanging over your neck either. You know, <laughs> perhaps in the boudoir. Oh, it's Mr. Bird. Oh, man. Yeah, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, you are sitting on so much gold here, Andrew, DVD-wise. We're going to give a whole lot of it away, get the listeners on board, and dig deeper into the files. Next on Get This. <laughs> and propaganda afternoon, which was touted as uh, Irish Albert with guest artists. Yeah, we'll get to that tomorrow. We've got Andrew McCarty here. Andrew, you've uh, written this fantastic book, Super Aussie Soaps. You're uh, involved in putting out these great old DVDs through Umbrella. Are you involved in this, uh, the 50th anniversary of TV exhibition at the Powerhouse in Sydney? Yes, look, I, I, I gave them a little bit of my memorabilia. Oh, what did you do? They got my number 96 and the box movie posters. <laughs> and I'm telling you, that one sheet day bill for number 96, very rare. <laughs> very rare. <laughs> that exhibition is touring all around Australia this year, so you don't have to be in Sydney to see it. And they called us up because they wanted to include some barger footage. Uh-huh. And I just went, I love the idea that barger is in a museum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> celebrating 50 years of excellent start gags ringing out. And, of course, the end of this week, Barjart and the Olden Days finally out on DVD. All yeah. the rights have been cleared. But look at the stuff that's finally coming out. I mean, we've talked about East Street, the best of Mr. Okay. Bad. What have you got in that Sons and Daughters, the best of Pat the Rat. Yeah, hang on, Sons and Daughters. That show, I remember when I first came to Australia, I loved the theme song because they packed just too many emotions into the song. Love and laughter, happiness and betrayal and sadness and... <laughs> 
It's a long list. Quite too many emotions to be in one line of a song. Yeah. You're focusing on just the path of rat years. We just went to Rowena Wallace because there's one of the greatest storylines ever on Australian TV. Rowena Wallace leaves the show yeah. mm-hmm. and so they send the character off to Rio de Janeiro <laughs> and she gets bashed there. She has plastic surgery. Then a bandaged woman with a really bad dubbing voice of Rowena <laughs> Wallace says, remake my face. In a much deeper voice, of course. She comes back. The Sydney Airport is Belinda Giblin. She's about a foot shorter. But, you know, nobody recognises it except for Charlie's dog, Isabella. The poodle picks it. Uh, <laughs> now, speaking of TV dogs, Andrew, yeah. I want to bring this up with you. Any chance of the Bouncer storyline from neighbours making an appearance on DVD? You know, I cried like a baby the day that uh, Bouncer went with Mrs. Mingle because she cheated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, any chance? Well, you'd want the dream sequence to be no. where Bouncy got married. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that was bizarre. That was a real episode. Yeah. I didn't dream that. <laughs> I saw it. Yeah. And uh, you could win away from the no, too quickly. The young doctors, which years have you focused in for that? Well, basically all of them. We just, I basically cherry picked um, bizarre episodes throughout the entire six year run. Because it's about. Uh, 1,400 episodes of The Young Dog. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, I was watching uh, your DVD, Bajas. Oh, yes. And I was listening to the audio commentary, and then it got to the point, if you haven't been listening to the audio commentary of the olden days, you'd have to take it out now and start from the beginning. So I did that. I didn't really have time, but I did that. <laughs> I, I did it. It's a, it's, a very it's a very bossy commentary track. I'll give you that. And, of course, there on the commentary track was the revelation that you did want to do the young doctor's well, that's true. We tried to. Uh, we did rush. Which is something I've always thought it was crying out for. Well, we'd done Rush the first year on The Late Show. There's the olden days. And then we were going to do the young doctors. It was going to be called Medical Hospital. And we started nutting it out. And then, is it Grundy's who owns the right? Grundy's owns the right. Yeah, they mine originally screened it. They said to us, oh, we reckon there's one more play in the Yoke Doc. You know the tragedy in that? They never replayed it. It's the only show that's never ever got a rerun on Australian TV. Well, we had to start from scratch, and that's why we did Bajaz, and that's why there were only 10 episodes, because we, we were sort of behind the eight ball. But, as I say, if it wasn't for the Young Doctor's potentially getting another run. You could still be doing the Young Doctors today. You would never have stopped. You never would have stopped. That's right. But, yeah, okay, the Young Doctors, I'm just trying to think uh, what the other shows were that we were thinking of dubbing over. You've got chances in your pile. Now, look at this. I want to bring this up with you, Andrew. Now, you know when there's something fruity in a photograph in a forum where you can't show that, they have yeah. this little... Like Warwick Capron, too. His, his bits are obscured by a modesty football. <laughs> now, on the front cover of the DVD <laughs> of Chances, there's no less than 14 little yellow stars obscuring root bits. Wow! Now, that is a guarantee, kids, that you're going to see some stuff. Yeah, I, I actually think it's some sort of law you're not allowed to show. We couldn't even show part of Abigail's nipple no. on the number 96 box. <laughs> there was this magnificent shot, and the uh, broadcasting control board, or whoever handled DVDs, they wouldn't even let us show part of the nipple. If you look really closely, we've had to cover it up. Oh, no, the Norg Advisory Board. <laughs> okay, now this is, uh, you know, this is obviously a huge passion of yours, writing about these shows, talking about them, but you've actually worked on them as well. Oh, yeah. Now, it says here in your bio that you worked on Paradise Beach and Pacific Drive. What was the difference? No breakers? No breakers. I had enough of our coast-based soapies at that point, actually. (laughs) What was your role? Well, I was location manager on her. Very the most underrated job on any film crew. The guy that needs to be there first thing in the morning. Absolutely. The trucks. Yeah. So the morning I got out of bed at 3.30 a.m. in the morning, I thought, I'm not doing that for the rest of my life. (laughs) So I walked around the set and went, where's a job where I could have a little bit more fun? And I came to this room where there were two girls with their feet up on the desk reading TV Week. I said, what do you do? They said, we're the publicists. I said, I'm going to be the publicist. <laughs> That's how I became the publicist on Pacific Drive. And as a publicist, did you have to do much uh, spin? Did you have to take some, you know, disastrous incident and turn it into something good for the press? I spin Pacific Drive. It's the most amazing television show. I got it into every magazine. I even got it into Australasian Post. It was unheard of, but I found an angle. <laughs> did you do that? I can't remember. <laughs> The thing about the Pacific Drive was it was sort of nutty for its day. So you could sort of spell it in that, hey, now we've got this serial killer, you know. Yeah. So it was a joy to photograph, put it this way. 
the uh, guy who was our unit uh, photographer would come up to me and go, what have we got this week? And I'd go, yeah, I'm just going to believe it. We had so much weird stuff to photograph on that show. <laughs> Every week. Well, that's not one of the ones in the spine collection of DVDs. Do you want to give some away, guys? Yeah, I've got a whole stack here. But I'm, I'm keeping the chances wrong with the stars on it, but the others, <laughs> the others, the listeners may have. Do you want the best of Mr. Bad, Volume 1, for your show? All you have to do is come up with a show that isn't on DVD yet. Let's talk about that next time. Get this. This is frightening stuff. It's Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. We are off there. We are getting up the feet of the mask. I know. This is Andrew Mercado is Australia's own Indiana Jones. He was just telling us quite straight-facedly that he's gone to three different continents looking for missing episodes of number 96. Can you track down a filth reel? Yeah. Sadly, we couldn't actually find the filth reel. We found the paperwork to say that every offensive scene of number 96 had been put onto this master reel. Mm. So only the people in Sydney had seen the dirty bits, and then the rest of the country <laughs> had been missing out. Wow. All this paperwork to say what was there, the black mass sequence, oh, yeah. Abigail in the nose. Hey. Oh, can't find the reel. And so it's like the final scene of Cinema Paradiso, <laughs> but fruity version. Come <laughs> that reel. It's getting around. Now, Andrew is advising the good folk at Umbrella Entertainment, and he's advised them to put out the very best of Mr. Bad from East Street on DVD. Five this set, that's just volume one. Cool. We're going to be giving these away along with many other fine DVDs from the collection. All you have to do is call us up and tell us an Australian show. An oh, Australian, Australian show. Do you think that's the idea? Yeah. Well, it's fine. People have started calling and they've got a few things all over the place. Oh, we'll probably accept anything you yeah. know. Yeah. Preferably Australian shows that aren't on DVD yet and maybe Andrew can get the hat on, yes. the Indiana Jones gear, mm. and go and track I'll do my best. I'll search everywhere for him. Can I throw two names at you right now, yeah. Andrew? Potluck. Oh, Potluck. Only, I think only ran for 10 months in 1987. This is not Pot of Gold. No, no, no. This is the one with Ernie Sigley? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Judge with Bernard King? Yes. 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 Uh, 1987, I think all shot in Adelaide. Right. And as I was, uh, you know, it was explained to me, that the axe came straight off the street. This is yeah. what we're looking Straight off the street yeah. and into the studio. Yeah. No filtering, no auditioning, no, no Kyle. It was live as well, wasn't it? What am I? Yeah. It's been discussed. Really? I'm putting it to the top of the list now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we talk, we've talked about whether or not we should do sort of like a whole bunch of Grundy quiz shows. Because they do have yeah. an assortment. Yeah. I would like to see like an episode of uh, Rory Temptation, which is the version of Sound of the Sea. Yeah. Before Temptation, back in like 1972 when they were giving yeah. away crock pots. Yeah. I'd love to see some of these great old game shows where they gave away cartons of cigarettes. That was the best. Australian cigarillos. What about uh, kids' uh, game shows such as Matchmates? Um, and how about Now You See It with Mike Mead, wherein the major prize was a computer for your school, for your uh, entire school? Yeah, what yes. a rip-off. What a rip-off. Uh, okay, have I got uh, three and a half words for you. It's a knockout. Oh. <laughs> what, no, almost anything goes first? Yes. Well, a lot of, every time it's a knockout is mentioned, the almost anything goes lobby group get on the phone. Well, well, well. Yeah, you mentioned a great one off here, Andrew. You mentioned Arcade. Yeah. One of my favourites. It is actually sitting on a uh, Channel 10 executive desk at the moment. <laughs> right. We're waiting for the all clear ahead for uh, that. I'd, Arcade, in my opinion, is the most memorable Australian television flop of all time. They spent $1 million on constructing a shopping mall <laughs> interior set. Wow. Um, and then when the show was out six weeks later, yeah. it was uh, shoved out the back of the studio. And when the people at Channel 10 came into work on Monday morning, there was a sign on it that said, Free Firewood. A <laughs> <laughs> million dollar set. You could actually see the barbecue. You could see that sign in certain scenes on the show. It's <laughs> <laughs> dismantled as it went to air. I know if Tom Gleisner was here, he would be pushing for a show called Baratti's World which was a series of nature documentaries introduced by footy coach Ron Barassi. Is this a, a Melbourne thing only? I'm not sure, but he's no, for it. Ed remembers yeah, it. I've seen some of it. And he would like, he could throw to any kind of documentary with football terminology. Right. So it would be like, the Incas, they had guts and determination. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what Eddie McGuire should be doing at Channel 9 now. That's right, it was like the Amazon, longer than the fourth quarter, running into the wind. <laughs> So many great shows. I'm sure the listeners can go better. Call us up. Suggest the show to Andrew. Win yourself a DVD. One triple three five three. One of the great whistling finale. Centerfold there. Jay Gold, man. Here, get this on Triple M. Few people know more about Australian television than this man, Andrew Mikado. 
uh, I think our listeners may be about to give him a run for his money. Are you ready to meet him, Andrew? I sure am. Well, wow. we're canvassing shows that aren't on DVD, preferably Australian shows, that maybe could come out on one of these fine umbrella releases. Everyone we speak to will be getting a copy of The Best of Mr. Bad History. Just before we get to the callers, the phones have exploded, have they not, Richard? Yeah, The Henderson Kids. Is that out? Yeah. Been, the yeah. Henderson Kids is out, actually. Yeah. Sadly, no special features, but it's out there. <laughs> and that's from Regina. She was very keen. And on a personal level, Chopper Squad. Oh. You know oh, what, Richard? Yeah, got the go-ahead last oh, time. Oh, yeah. version of Baywatch. They stole that idea from us. Yeah. What year was Baywatch? I don't remember this one. 1987. No, mid-70s. Yeah, yeah, actually 77, I reckon. Yeah. I used to, a guy I mentioned in my book, Lolly Scramble, also still available, my Geordie typography instructor, he was obviously from the UK, mm. and the word chopper over there has a different meaning. Completely. Yeah. He, oh. he just would collapse in the laughter when he threw it out. Chopper scores, huh? Cops are in row of the deck there. It's got to be great. <laughs> From that, we meet Gary. Hello, Gary. Gary. He's a Scottish guy. How are you, Gary? Gary. Not bad, how are you? Well, we're hanging great. And with Chopper's a fun. What would you like to see out on DVD, my friend? A skyway. Skyway. <laughs> 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 uh, possibly available now. No, that's a very cool thing. Playing a schoolgirl, no less. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Keep it clean. Becomes oh. a hostie. Now, yeah. what else? Was this uh, Kylie and Jason? Were they in that as well? It was. They did appear in it together. Their oh. first uh, on-screen duo as uh, stowaways on a plane. Kylie and Jason. All right. Well, what have we got for this man? Well, he's obviously into the fruit, so he gets uh, <laughs> number ninety-six, the two-disc. Collector's Edition and Mr. Bad. What do you reckon about that? Oh, no, no, I'm sure it would be. Are you happy with that, Gary? Oh, I love it. Brilliant, mate. It's coming your way. Thanks for the call. G'day, Brad. How are you, sir? Hey, guys. Well, how are you? Excellent. What would you like to see on DVD? Mate, there's two. I'd love to see The Prisoner. Oh, yes. Yeah, you mean Prisoner. I'm sure, I think Prisoner's already out on DVD, isn't it? Well, in actual fact, in September, they're bringing up the world's biggest box set. Every single episode of Prisoner, 692 episodes. 692! With a, with a gold disc of special features. Oh, I love it, guys. I love it. Are you going to buy all of those? Well, keep it quiet for a year. Absolutely right, Brad. Now, that means episode 517 will be included, where, of course, our own Greg Fleet plays delivery man number two. <laughs> Let's finally see what the fuss is all about. That <laughs> <laughs> man gets a copy of what? Sons and Daughters, the best of Path and E Street, Mr. Bad, Brad. That's for you, my friend. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely to talk to you, sir. Are we running out there? Hello there, uh, Sam. How are you, sir? Not bad yourself, guys. We are excellent. And uh, what would you like to see out on the DVD? Well, I, I, I'm with you. I, I want to see... Um, it's a knockout as well. Oh. I, I also want to see the Leyland Brothers. <laughs> 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 the Leyland Brothers. Lane Brothers World, do you think? Yeah, under that fake air's rock. Just outside of my Newcastle. It's a vault now. Now, for younger listeners, how would you describe the Leyland's approach to things, Sam? Um, basically, let's just go driving out through the outback and run over every can- well, yeah, run, run over kangaroos and just, you know, pretending to know about nature. A lot of describing rocks <laughs> I remember. know about nature. <laughs> <laughs> so we just in it for the roadkill, apparently. <laughs> Well, Sam, it's clear to me that you need yourself a copy of Chances, Volume 1. Thanks, Ed. No worries. <laughs> Everyone goes home happy. Great ideas. Keep them coming. Today, Mick. Mick. Oh, Richard. Sorry, are you there, Richard? Yeah, it's certainly am, boys. What would you uh, like to see on DVD, my friend? Oh, it's got to be the class of 74, doesn't it? <laughs> 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 One of the characters is named Tony. He used to, um, well, he was an 18-year-old bloke, I reckon, but he played a 14-year-old. He used to beat all the other kids up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have really good news for you, too, because uh, Class of 74 is coming. Oh, well, what was the general idea with Class of 74? Because it was only planned to go one series. Because when it went to 75, was it then going to be Class of well, 75? When it, well, when it went to Class of 75, it went into colour, too. I mean, yeah. it was great. It went to a boarding school in 75, co-ed boarding school. Oh. But in Class of 74, black and white, sexy, co-ed, Waratah High. Oh, wow. Ian Lambert. What's the theme song? The theme song by Brian Cadd. Ooh. Yes, a caddy classic. It's coming. It's coming. It's great when, uh, you know, 
it's sort of 74. They have to keep updating 75 because I see Space 1999 is out on DVD now. It's a futuristic show set in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I'm to check that one out. Uh, these are great ideas. I reckon we've got to keep going with this. Yeah, there's a couple more. Okay, let's have some music and then we'll meet the rest of these callers. Next time, get in Oh, man. I don't think I've ever met a more interesting person. I know the Dalai Lama's got some interesting <laughs> stuff to say, but what did you know about number 96? You're listening to Triple M. That was Powderfinger. It's, it's, it's Andrew Mikado who's sitting with us. He's been uh, well compiling these great DVDs for Umbrella Entertainment of old Australian TV shows. Just telling us great information like the only reason that Countdown still exist in any form is because what I've heard is that uh, the ABC were bugging them saying we need those tapes back we have to put the VFL football over oh, oh, no. use the videotape so expensive and what I've heard is that Molly uh, went in there on the weekend and threw a whole bunch of tapes into his car and drove away with him illegally. So that's how we now see them on Rage today. Oh, good. So good. many of them are actually going to be destroyed forever. So good on you, <laughs> Molly. See, crime does pay. Who have we got on the line with a suggestion for one of these DVDs? Ed, give me. Yeah, good day, Ed. How are you? Excellent, mate. What would you like to see on DVD? Hey, Paul Hogan Show. A lot of his, his Channel 7 specials uh, could still be exploited, I reckon. Which one are you thinking of, Mick? Oh, any one of them. I thought they were all funny. Yeah, any of them. Anything with a bit yeah. of Leo Wanker in it? Oh, lovely. Yeah, or, or Nigel. It's <laughs> quite remarkable how leisurely TV was, because he would sit there and talk to the camera for about nine minutes with a story about catching a train to Balmain. Yeah. Yeah. Or perhaps even uh, dressing up like a, an Indigenous Australian in a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and smoking a windfield at the time, probably. Beautiful. Good show. Or a good suggestion, Mick. Thank you. G'day, uh, Scott. How are you? G'day, guys. How are you going? Excellent, sir. What would you like to see on the DVD? Well, I'm really running out of uh, ideas for Christmas presents for my 84 year old nana, so what about the Sullivan? <laughs> <laughs> It's all they're waiting to do. Oh, I'd strip the whole Crawford's catalogue if I could. See, the great Sullivan's is there to be done. And the thing about the Sullivan's is no music rights issues. There's not going to be like, why, why, me in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Andrews sisters aren't really around to complain about copyright today, thank goodness. Uh, thank you, Scott. You get the Young Doctor's Best Romances, perhaps. Uh, yeah. we'll make a nice Previous caller, Mick, gets a DVD oh, as yes, well. Of course he does. Everyone gets something. Everyone's getting something. Who's got next? G'day, Graham. Yeah, boys, how are you? Excellent, how are you? Uh, not too bad. Now, back when I was a little boy, back in the early 70s, um, I don't recall the show, but it was uh, like an adventure series starring very young Rowena Wallace called The Rovers. There was a young boy with blonde hair, there was a cockatoo, and they basically just travelled around Barrier Reef Islands and Swanham and Snorkel. The Rovers were there, yeah. It was a great show. I remember it was a great show. And then it spun off into Barrier Reef. Are there enough blank discs to fit all this stuff on? I know it. I know. I just love the idea that there is a massive warehouse somewhere with all of these DVDs there. Sounds good to me. How else can we fill some? Ready? Hello there, Will. How are you? Good, how are you? What would you like to see? Paradise Beach. And no call to erase the more football games over the time? I don't think so. Uh, the Village Roadshow is sitting on that gold mine. That is Paradise Beach. And you know what? We could also release it in Nordic countries like Scandinavia and Sweden where the show was yeah, really that right. massive. There were actually in Italy they had Paradise Beach pencil cases. <laughs> Are you excited about that, are you, Will? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Paradise Beach fans do a lot of writing. You need a pencil case. <laughs> what have we got, the Will? Guess what, Will? You get the fruitiest DVD of the lot. You get the Chances, Volume 3, featuring strong sex scenes. How does that grab you? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone who called in. E Street, The Best of Mr. Bad, Volume 1, five-disc set. Is that in the shops now? Absolutely. And it's got the umbrella market quality. We can certainly recommend that. Uh, we'll be back to wind things up in a moment. I'll get this. We'll be killing Heidi. We're here again this time. <laughs> 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 
Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Umbrella. And our key phrase today, I think it was in Beverly saying, Rick, it's 